As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is Nurse Mo, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here today as we talk about some tips for studying and thriving in your med surge class. So if you're not sure what med surge is because you're a brand new student, it's going to be that big meaty class that you take that teaches you how to be a nurse for various disease conditions. So it's probably the most intense class that you have. It's where the pathophysiology, the nursing interventions, thinking like a nurse, all of that stuff comes together. And it's a ton of fun, and I think you're going to love it. However, it is a big class. Students tend to struggle sometimes, and I just want you to go into it with some skills and strategies in place. Now, before we dive into that, though, I want to take a quick minute for our shout out. And this shout out goes out to Veronica. So Veronica took a moment to write in and share some feedback about my nursing school prep course, Crucial Concepts Bootcamp. Now, usually students enroll in bootcamp as first semester students. Veronica went into it already an experienced nursing student. So for those of you who might be on the fence about it, because you're not sure if it would be helpful for you since you've already started school, here's what Veronica has to say. Crucial Concepts Bootcamp is totally worth the investment. I'm going into my third semester, but took a semester off for medical reasons. Nurse Mo reviewed things I had totally forgotten that are important to know. I wish I'd had known about it before starting first semester. And for math dummies like me, the med math section is an absolute must. Okay, Veronica, please stop calling yourself a math dummy, okay? Go back and listen to the episode 165 for me. It's all about negative self-talk and how we're going to stop doing that. We're going to start believing and saying nice things to ourselves. But I'm so glad that it helped you even as a continuing student. So if you guys are thinking about boot camp, it's on sale for a few more days. This episode airs on August 12th. It's on sale until August 15th. So you can get in on that. Use the link in the show notes and the promo code Future Nurse. And at the end of this episode, I'll talk about the bonuses and all the fun stuff that come with that. But first, I really want to dive into what we're talking about today, which is some tips for studying for your med surge course. Now, you may see this called by something else. It's not always called med surge. I think in my program, it was called nursing care of adults or something like that. But it's med surge, okay? And when we say med surge, we mean medical surgical. It's basically taking care of patients with medical conditions or 
surgical conditions. So you might have it called something else at your school. It's probably not called med surge, but that's what we all call it, okay? For many students, this is the class that takes up most of your time. I think in my program, it was a five-unit class. If it's combined with your clinicals, it could be like a seven or even an eight-unit class. So it really depends on how your school structures it, but it takes a ton of time. It's a big adjustment to make, and this is where you will learn all about NCLEX-style questions. So... In med surge, or whatever it's called, you will basically be learning how to think and act like a nurse. And one of the reasons this is so challenging for students is that the exam questions are application style questions. They are designed to mimic the NCLEX, which is your licensing exam that you'll take after you graduate. And the reason this is such a big adjustment is that thinking like a nurse is an entirely different way of learning because you're doing so, so much more than simply reviewing the material. You're actually learning material and then learning how to apply that knowledge that you've learned in a variety of situations and knowing when to use it, where to use it, and how to use it. It's a lot less of the what that you're used to learning, and so much more of the why and the how, okay? So for example, in anatomy and physiology, you learned that potassium plays a role in cardiac muscle action potentials. In med surge, you learn that a patient with hyperkalemia will show changes on their EKG, be at risk for cardiac arrest, and that medications that shift potassium into the cell will be given in an effort to prevent this from happening. You'll need to know which patients are at risk for hyperkalemia, what labs to draw in addition to potassium, and how to monitor the patient. In other words, it's so much more than just the what. It's the why and the how. One of the biggest challenges students have is knowing how to focus their studying for this particular class when there is so much information on each and every topic. If you got a physical med surge textbook, go and pick it up. It's heavy. I think it was the biggest textbook I've ever had before and since. So it's a big one. It can be overwhelming to think, And look at that book and say, I have to know everything in that book. This leads to you overstudying. It leads to you wasting a lot of time. It leads to you heading down the path towards some serious burnout. And we don't want that for you. So we are going to focus how you study for med surge so that you can thrive in this course, study efficiently efficiently because guess what? You've got other classes you need to focus on as well. So I developed the latte method. And if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you've heard me go through the latte method as I teach you about disease conditions. So the latte method, it has helped thousands of students understand what to actually focus on when you're learning about disease conditions. It 
forces you, it's a framework. So it puts you into that mode of thinking like a nurse and it narrows your attention down to nurse-led interventions and nurse-relevant information. It's really easy to you know, think about a disease condition and then go down just a rabbit hole of information about every single one. But guess what? You don't have time to do that. So the latte method is going to help you know what to study and it's going to streamline your studying. So how do we use it? L stands for how does the patient look? So for this section, And I want you to think of the latte method as like a study guide that you can apply to anything. So if you're making a study guide and you're doing the L, the look section, jot down all those things that you would notice about a patient with this particular disease condition. What are their signs and symptoms? How do they sound? What do they look like? What smells are there if there are any? Basically, this is the overall patient presentation. What are they complaining about? What is their chief, um, you know, symptom? Why did they come into the emergency room, for example? Don't worry about which of those things are the most important yet. We'll get to that in a moment. But just jot down the general presentation of the patient with that particular disease condition. Okay, you got that? And then A stands for how do you assess the patient? So in this section, you'll make a list of all the things you need to do as the nurse to assess this patient. Maybe you need to take a set of vital signs, which is usually almost on every single one. Get a set of vitals. Listening to lungs might be prudent. A pain assessment might be necessary. If they have um, ascites, maybe you're measuring their abdominal girth. For a patient with Parkinson's, maybe you're monitoring their gait. With a stroke patient, you're assessing their cranial nerves. You're placing some patients on a telemetry monitor and so on and so on. How would you assess the patient with whatever disease condition you're studying? And then the first T is for tests. So this stands for what tests would be ordered for this patient. And you would want to make note of any diagnostics, imaging studies, lab tests, anything that can help the MD diagnose and help you monitor the patient's condition. T, the second one, stands for treatments, what treatments will be provided. So in this section of your latte study guide, you would make note of all the treatments that are relevant to that particular disease condition. Make sure you include MD orders, all medications, and nurse-driven interventions as well. And then E stands for how will you educate the patient or the caregiver. Sometimes it's the caregiver. So every disease condition has specific teaching points that you want to make sure you understand the family and the caregiver understand and the patient as well. This can include, you know, details about medication administration, dietary guidelines, activity restrictions. If it's something the patient needs to know, especially once they leave your care, leave the hospital or whatever, you want to include it here. Okay? Latte method is key to streamlining your studying and focusing on the must-know information. Okay? All right, next, 
I want you to rewrite your notes. Now, this does not mean I want you to take your notes from class and just copy them over and over again. I don't mean rewrite in that way. What I mean is I want you to take the notes that you jotted down during lecture or when you were watching an online module or whatever it was and rewrite every concept into your own words and using full sentences. I know many of you are going to say, I do not have time to be rewriting my notes, Nurse Mo. I need to study. Well, guess what, you guys? Rewriting your notes in your own words, in full sentences, not just a bunch of bullet points and keywords, is one of the most effective study methods you can use. It forces you to think through the concepts, like think through them in a full and robust way and connect the dots between all those PowerPoint bullet point lists and keywords that you jotted down and connect them all together. I guarantee you, you guys, if you ever look at your PowerPoints after the fact or that are presented without someone sharing their, um, you know, the audio, them talking through the slides, they're pretty much useless, right? They are um, a phrase with some other phrases under it in bullet point format. That's typically how people do PowerPoints. Completely worthless on their own. It needs the context. It needs the person talking you through the concept. So as they talk you through the concept, and I hope they are doing that, then you take your notes and then you rewrite it into language that resonates with you and that forces you to think through the concept, assimilate it. And if you can explain something back simply, then you know it really well. So rewriting your notes is one of those things that I know you might feel like you don't have time for because you have to study. This is one of the most effective ways to study. Okay, so rewrite your notes. Once you've rewritten your notes in your own words using full sentences, then you can go back and now you can turn them into charts, turn them into tables, turn them into drawings, any other format that also helps you recall information. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Okay, next we're going to do NCLEX practice questions. So I know you're not taking your NCLEX until you graduate. And students always say, when should I start studying for NCLEX? I graduate in six months and I'm thinking, you should have been studying for NCLEX since day one of nursing school. So you're going to start doing NCLEX practice questions immediately, you guys. So even though you're not taking that test until, you know, a while from now, Your school's exams will be using 
NCLEX style questions to test your ability to think like a nurse. So here's your NCLEX practice question strategy that I want you to use as you do NCLEX practice questions, okay? First of all, get an NCLEX review book that groups things out by body system, okay? You got that? All right. Some books will just be a mishmash of all the questions, which is great when you're at the end of your program and you need cumulative review. But for now, you want to be able to pull out questions relevant to what you're actually studying. So get a book like that and then choose that topic. Like say you just went through respiratory in class and you've got an exam and you know there's going to be respiratory stuff on it. You're going to be looking at the respiratory section. Now, I want you to then go through the questions. Do your very, very best to answer every question. Some of them are going to be a little advanced. Don't worry about it. Do your best. Take your time and read them very carefully. NCLEX questions can be tricky, tricky as heck, you guys, and sometimes just one word changes everything. So sometimes when students do poorly on exams, one of the things that they are doing, and I'm not saying this is every student, but this is some a pitfall that commonly happens, is they start the question, and exams are typically timed in nursing school, so there is a lot of pressure to go through it at a pretty good pace. So students will read the question, think they know where it's going, and then choose the answer that supports that assumption. I guarantee you, questions typically cannot be deciphered without reading every single word. So read every single word of every question. And then you're going to do your very best to pick the correct answer. And then I want you to not go to the next question. No, we're going to focus on this question first. Then you're going to go check to see if you got it right. So check the answer key. See if you got it right. Cover up the questions below it so you don't accidentally see the right answer for the next question. And then I want you to read the rationales for why that correct answer was correct, even if it seemed like a no-brainer to you. Read the rationale. More often than not, you will learn something from that but you're not ready to move on yet. Read the rationale for why every single wrong answer was wrong. I always learn something by reading those. And then you want to keep a little notebook or a spreadsheet handy, some way that you can jot down all these little tidbits of information as you learn them. So as you're going through these rationales, you're going to be reminded of just little nuggets of nursey knowledge that can help you perform well on future questions. So write down these little tidbits of information. I made lists like this and studied them all the time, you guys. And as you are doing this, you're going to start to pick up on some repeats, some recurring themes. So whenever you see something come up more than once, I want you to think to yourself, hmm, this must be really important. I wonder if it's going to be on my exam or on my NCLEX. So for example, for certain drugs, you will see certain side effects talked about way more than any others, like phenytoin, for example. 
The side effects about phenytoin that always come up is gingival hyperplasia. I can't even tell you any other side effect about this drug because that's the one that just came up all the time when I was studying these NCLEX practice questions. And by God, I know that about phenytoin, right? And then when I had a patient who was taking phenytoin and his, you know, dentition was poor, I knew it was because of gingival hyperplasia. I knew that. So pay attention. With digoxin, the question is always going to be, I mean, I say always, probably not every single time, but most of the time, if there's an NCLEX style question about digoxin, it's going to be about digoxin toxicity and what the signs of digoxin toxicity are. And it's bradycardia, the patient sees yellow, and they're nauseous or vomiting. There you go. Digoxin toxicity right there. Uh, Iron, uh, taking iron makes the stools black. Okay, that's going to come up because black stools are also a sign of bleeding in the GI tract. So you would need to know and be able to educate the patient that, oh, hey, don't be super alarmed. Your stools are going to be black. Okay. Or drinking the iron liquid form with a straw so that it doesn't stain your teeth. Like you'll see this stuff over and over, come up over and over. These are the themes that you'll see, jot them down very likely that they will be on an exam question, okay? And then as you notice these things that come up over and over again, these little tidbits of information that you glean from doing these NCLEX style questions, well, then you can go back to your latte study guide and highlight those things that stand out as the most important, like the hallmark signs and symptoms of a certain disease condition, right? There might be 20 different signs and symptoms associated with a disease condition, but the exam questions are always asking about these four, okay? So make note, highlight those things. And that's how you super turbo focus in with the latte method. Okay. Now, next tip. If you are an auditory learner, and you can learn well by listening, you are so lucky, my friend. You can take so much advantage of this with nursing school because now you can learn or review while you're out for a walk, while you're folding the laundry, while you're meal prepping a bunch of salads for the week. Like you can kind of multitask a little bit, do something mindless while you review with audio notes. So you have some options for listening and learning depending on, you know, your tech ability and how much time you have, of course. So one thing I like to do is record myself reading those notes that I rewrote and then playing it back while, you know, you do all the things, right? While you fold the laundry or work in the garden or commute, okay? So that's a perfect way to do that. You could, of course, listen to this podcast, which you are already doing. And we have a directory now. If you guys didn't know about that yet, it's super cool. If you go to the directory, and I will include the link to that in the episode notes, then you can search for things and uh, click on categories and tags and find exactly what you're looking for so it correlates with what you're learning in school that week. So that's really great. And then I'm going to include a link to a, a website that gives you some tips for how to turn your ebook 
into an audio book. So if you really want to listen to a chapter in your book and you have a lot of time because the chapters are really long and you've got an ebook, there are ways that you can turn that into an audiobook. So I will include the link for that. And then you guys, if you love audio quizzes, and if you've been listening to my podcast for a while or happen to have come across an episode where I do pod quizzes at the end, then I have got an entire podcast that is devoted to um, really diving into audio learning. And it's called Study Sesh. And it's a private podcast that uses pod quizzes, case studies, drills, something called Power Hour, where we use all these different audio learning formats so that you can review and study and learn while still feeling really productive. And it gets you away from your desk. So I'm going to include a link to that as well for those of you that are auditory learners and really like having an option for while you're driving or maybe doing other things. So I hope that these tips help you feel like you can go into your med search class feeling more or less pretty unstoppable. Okay, as promised, I do want to share with you the fun bonuses and all of that with the sale that is still going on for a few days. It ends August 15th, 2021. will be on sale again. Don't worry, it goes on sale again on Black Friday. But right now, with promo code FUTUREnurse, all one word, you get 20% off Crucial Concepts Bootcamp, which is the biggest discount we've ever done, and a free electrolyte study guide. You get a free two-week trial of Beyond Bootcamp, which is another program that I have that teaches you some med surge topics. And then with the social share option, you can get a med surge study guide. It's huge. It's like almost 100 pages. Absolutely free. So I will put the link into the episode notes for that. Or you can just go to my website, straightanursingstudent.com and you'll be able to access it from there as well. So let me know if you guys have any questions about that. And otherwise, I will see you next week where I believe we will be talking about sepsis and doing like a basic introduction to this. It can get really complicated, but I want to introduce this to you guys because it is a really important topic and you will definitely be learning about it in school as well as seeing patients who are septic in the clinical setting. So I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. The world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment.